Hey everyone, and welcome back to another week with the HLP. This week, I get to welcome you directly into episode 240, my alchemical golemance. Do you like liquor and things that go boom? Then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 240. Guys, we, we skipped a week. Can't believe it. <laughs> Can't believe it. Can't believe it. It's been almost two weeks since I've seen you guys, and you're basically strangers to me at this point. Yeah. Hmm. The COVID unmade our, all of our friendships. We have to remake our friendships back. <laughs> that just means Gotta that we can fresh. <laughs> remake oh. all of those happy memories together. Start from the beginning. You know what? Let's Most go back. people lose their sense of smell or taste. I lost all my memories of you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, is this new COVID variant, you know? <laughs> this new COVID variant specifically makes you forget about the campaigns that you've been running for four years. Well, I can fill you in. We've been doing really, really well. Mm -hmm. We're not going to die. No one has died. Mm -hmm. And I think we have all our spells. <laughs> yep. And Emily always succeeds her saves. Mm. <laughs> Luckily. <laughs> all the time. Luckily, when I learned that the COVID would strip me of my memories from of this campaign, I realized that I could go back and listen to all 239 episodes before this one. So I don't I did. Well, I just, you didn't just have a chance to do that. I just listened to us on 2x speed. <laughs> now I'm fresh on the whole thing, so you can't lie to me. Shut can't pull one over on old Griff. Damn, we were so no. close, too. Yeah, but you know what they say in the biz? That's tough titties. Dude. <laughs> That's tough titties. <laughs> we're back, baby. We're back. <laughs> uh, Brooks, what you drinking, buddy? Oh, well, I have a Founders. It's an all-day IPA. Founders all day. All day. Emily? I am drinking some Pinot Noir uh, wine this evening. And it's kind of fun because each of the, the bottles has a different shelter dog on it because the company supports no-kill shelters. So it's fun to see the variety of little pups they have. That sounds cute. Mm -hmm. When you uncork it, does it play in the arms of the angel? <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin just steps out of the bottle. Sarah McLaughlin <laughs> steps out of the bottle. It's like a genie. <laughs> Every day, 500,000 dogs die in America due to neglect. With, with, just a, with just a small donation of a 10 cents a day, you can also drink wine with a dog on the front. <laughs> Haley, you got any uh, alcohol over there? I, I don't. I yeah, was, I figured. Uh, well, I was also taken down by the COVID last week, and I still don't have a normal voice because uh, I coughed so much, nonstop, constantly. Uh, so I have a strawberry banana body armor. Nice. Steve? You don't worry, I'll make up for it. The Patreon drink. Yes. So I got I got a whole lot of stuff to talk about today, guys. So let's just get started here. <laughs> okay. Uh, first thing off the rip is... Uh, Patreon drink. This comes from Sir Newt. 
This is a cocktail for a self-stylized bad boy obsessed with the movie Cats and the Twilight franchise. I have one note for you, Newt. I'm not self-stylized. That was a moniker given to me, but sure. All right, now let's get into it. So (laughs) this one's called a bad boy's midnight meow. Ingredients, one ounce orange liqueur, such as triple sec, half an ounce of vodka, quarter ounce grenadine syrup, dash of black currant juice or tart juice, ice cubes with a slash of soda water to top it off. And then he gives some instructions. There's kind of a lot of them. Uh, so I'm not going to go through them. I eyeballed all the quantities and made it in a mason jar. So let's give this a shot. See what I think. All right. That's pretty good. Like I said, I bowled all the quantities and also black currant juice, not for sale in my uh, grocery store. So I yeah, looked what up. What is this, Europe? I know, right? <laughs> so Fuck do you get black currant juice? I looked up what a substitute was. People say that it tastes like kind of like a concentrated grape juice. So I just put some uh, Welch's diet grape juice in there because I got to watch the figure. You know what I'm saying? So enjoying <laughs> that. But then Griff, we're also each uh, indulgent in something exciting. Uh, wh- what do you got there in front of you? Uh, will you give me this? Uh, it's a four hands brewing company. Seltzerade. Hard Hell seltzer, yeah. sports drink inspired, and mine is lemon lime. I assume you gave this to me because, uh, much like a Gatorade, it will fill me with electrolytes, which were sadly depleted all last week. Correct. I have the aqua blue version of this. Yeah, sports drink inspired. I do want to shout out that this was sent to us by a user on the Discord called Thunderous Left. He provided his his real name here, but I don't think he wants me to say that. He did provide me a note, though, and I kind of want to read it because the end's got funny. So he says, apologies for the ridiculous packaging. This, by the way, this was sent to me in a box that was looked like it was packed as a school project for like drop the egg off a building. (laughs) This was the most... Densely packed box uh, of all time. It was great. Hopefully, this reaches you intact. Well, it did. Enjoy and let me know before you try them on air so that I can tune in. Thanks for all the great work you do. Thunderous left. P.S. Sorry if they suck. (laughs) (laughs) Have you tried yours yet? No, I haven't. All right. Well, I'll tell you in a second if they suck. Huh. Mine's all right. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Sports drink, I'll rate this out of one to five basketballs. I'd give that a three basketballs. Yeah, I think I'm about there. I mean, it, it's it got a little bit of a weird aftertaste. It doesn't particularly give me much more lemon-lime than, like, any other lemon-lime seltzer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if your blue is, like, like blue Gatorade or if it, it's just... It's like blue Gatorade if you hit it with a splash of soda water okay. and then watered it down a little bit further. Yeah. Yeah. Like the lemon lime, like I can see the, the mm-hmm. lemon lime Gatorade in there. It's just very watered down, which lemon lime is not a particularly potent flavor anyway. I will say though, inoffensive, not syrupy. I mean, it goes down easy. Yeah. It's not syrupy. That's a good, that's a positive note. So, hey, Thunder's left. They don't suck. They're good. I like that they're tall boys. That's extra points. Mm-hmm. You don't usually get seltzers in a tall boy. And what would you rate this out of one to five basketballs? Did you say three? Yeah, I said three. Right. Just making sure. Hard to do a, a seltzer without being carbonated and try to make a sports drink carbonated. Yeah, it's, ambitious it's, to tough sure. to, it's tough to make it a sports drink if you're not just going to do like mom water or whatever. Wasn't that the one that was like, yeah, not carbonated <laughs> at all? Mom water. <laughs> Which for, they have a variety pack. I'm sure we'll do it on Zone of Truth for Mother's Day. For, for Mother's Day special. a discerning mom that doesn't <laughs> want any carbonation. No bubbles. Do a... 90 minutes on moms of Galarian or something. Moms of Galarian. Moms of Galarian. 
gonna have to do a Lamash Juice special again. <laughs> Fertility gods around Galarian. Jesus. I mean, oh you can have one kind of Mother's Day and a different kind of Mother's Day, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, yeah, you can you can kind of have a Justin Timberlake styled Mother's Day. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You read my mind. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> celebrating mothers are making them that's what they say happy mother's day mothers out there <laughs> happy mother's happy day Interna- to everyone uh, happy <laughs> international women's day was yesterday <laughs> rolling out with this shit <laughs> ladies can you please rate us in <laughs> it's bo- it's boys week <laughs> when, when is it boys week it's the year of the boys <laughs> It's the year of Steve. The boys have won the chalice so many times. This, 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 I, I just said, when I said yesterday was International Women's Day, and now it's Boys Week. Boys. Yeah. I just spoke when I said Boys Week. Men's Day is in November, guys. Uh, I feel like there shouldn't be one of those. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we need it. That's like having White History Month. It just, just shouldn't not happen. necessary. <laughs> oh, man. Well. We don't have to roll off because uh, I won. So I'll, I'll take my drink and stride next week. Boys Week Miracle. So, yeah, it's a real Boys Week Miracle. <laughs> so Ridiculous. Yeah, when, when last we left our heroes, they had defeated several candy morgues and a bunch, uh, bunch more uh, Ren Church novices, the punchy, kicky monk characters. However, Matumbe and Eclipse were feeling a bit strange after the combat, maybe a bit more apprehensive of the rest of the party. But, um, you know, upon the dust settling, nothing really happens. Huh. Eclipse just only thinks Matumbe is her friend. Mm-hmm. Matumbe's looking over his shoulders, giving Air Bear the side eye. <laughs> giving... Giving Clips a thumbs up while no one's looking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can hop back on your shoulders. It'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> so do we want to, like, heal and check these bodies out? That's the game plan, right? I want to make Definitely. sure that we're all on the bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Uska and Lyra can go around healing. Yeah, if you need additional healing support, I'm sure Clips can help. So... On the bodies, uh, the morgues really have nothing. They they kind of, at this point, have melted into these sticky piles of candy and are just kind of, like, gross. I, I don't know if any of you have ever watched Adventure Time, but, like, the first episode of Adventure Time when they have, like, candy zombies. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. they're, like, they're all, like, nasty candy. That's what, that's what these look like, and they're just kind of, like, piled up on the ground. The novices, however, do have gear. They're each holding the same stuff that the novices upstairs were, so they each have a plus two guided amulet of mighty fists, a belt of physical perfection plus two, a cloak of resistance plus three, a headband of inspired wisdom plus two, a ring of protection plus two, um... And then between the five of them here, there is another wand of greater infernal healing uh, and another wand of mage armor. 
Yeah, which, speaking of which, before we start using any other resources, I was going to say we should be using the Greater Infernal Healing Wand because that's a guaranteed 40 hit points over a minute. So, like, before we start using spells... I 100% agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you guys can definitely, like, take a couple minutes here. I don't believe you have any minutes per level spells active at this point. This might have been the last death uh death ward combat yeah tulia cast mirror image i think at the beginning of this one no maybe it was last time it was last time so hers will be gone after this yeah but level two spell you can yeah i've got another one and it'll give either of our casters some time if you want to prepare something in an empty slot especially tulia definitely has time to do that all right so i by the way so so that you guys can give me how many charges you use of these wands it's 40 for greater infernal healing. It's 10, right? For a, it's, yeah, I think it's only 10 for a regular infernal healing. And we have two regulars, no charges used. And we have two graders with some charges used. So if you could give me like how many charges you're going to use, I can take them off. If Matsumbe gets three of the lesser, he's good. He's really good on health right now. And then Durin would need two greater, one lesser, and then both of my characters would be at 100%. So you have a total of... Two greater, four regular. Okay. Thank you. Uska needs one greater and three regular. We all have really evil thoughts during this. Yeah. Tulia needs one greater and two regular. Eclipse is going to need a lot. Bear Bear needs two greater and one lesser. Okay, two greater. Eclipse and the Lopper each are going to need three lessers and one greater. Ooh, wow. So 70 hit points down for each of them. Yeah. Ooh. Which is absolutely fine because now, so far, we've only used 16 of the regular. So I'm not worried. 16 of the greater, you mean? Of the regular. And I have greater of use. 12 That's until Ikmer tells me. 12 of, of a total of 100. Got 100 of them? You just got 100 charges. Oh, with, 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 between the two. I thought that was just in one. I was like, damn. Nah, ones yeah. are fifty minutes, man. That's what, I mean, that's what I thought, and that's why I was surprised. This is a little bit of one. That feels like some shit Tulia would try to rig up. Jungle taped like a M16 magazine. Flipping the wand over to cast. Dickmer yep. needs two greater and one lesser, or and two greater and two lessers. So he was down a hundred, mm-hmm. and Airbear was down ninety. Ninety. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. Okay. No dubious right, math so here. I think the. Uh, the longest it'll take one of you is like four or five minutes because um, we had a couple like one grade or three regulars or whatever so uh, you take about five minutes looting these bodies and healing up did any of you have any conditions that you needed removed does the thicken fall off after we kill them yeah so the sickened was uh, kind of a part of being in their like aura um, so with them dead, that passes after a couple rounds. I'm assuming whatever death wards we had on are death gone. Wards. Yeah, death wards gone after this fight. 
I had a couple other 10 minutes per level. Those should still be Those should effect. still be fine. Yeah. I think otherwise I've clicked off anything that would be rounds or minutes. And make sure you click off the bardic performance as well. Definitely, yeah. So yeah, I would say at this point, unless you cast it like right before this fight, all of your minutes per level stuff has dropped off. Yep, that's um, what I was just taking off. All your 10 minutes per level stuff is still fine because you guys have, you guys are like 30 minutes into your day. Um, and obviously you're anything higher than that is, is fine as well. So while you're like heroism and that kind location. of stuff is fine. All right. Well, uh, while we're healing, Tulia's gonna prepare th- some more more of her spells. Okay. Should have time to prepare four or five. So what next? Are we all still feeling able to continue? I'm still feeling pretty good. I think we could go on, but we're gonna need a little more protection. And Lyra chimes in at this point. I don't think it's very smart to continue further without warding ourselves against the negative energy that emanates from everywhere here. Before we go on, I'll cast Death Ward on all of us. Oh, except for you, Durin, because I think you have that covered. Uh, Matumbe leans down next to Eclipse. Beware that one. She does not protect all of her own. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... She's always been, like, a little selfish. Picking favorites, to be sure. Really don't know who you can trust in the bowels of the heresy that is this profane cathedral. Well, I mean, if we if we had to put it to a vote, I don't know what I would do. I, I still, I mean, Eclipse is too much friend. And listening in to all of our conversations. Even when we're purposefully being quiet. <laughs> Some amount of respect, right? It worries me that one who does not even know what he wants wishes to intrude on our conversation. Little shady. Hmm. What is his motive? Perhaps he does not even know. Hmm. Well, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. Vance, Vance Refrigeration, maybe, I don't know, is there something, something you can say to Eclipse? We're, we're really not trying to be, I I just don't, I don't understand. We've been through so much together. Yeah, she's kind of moody. This is kind of the way she is. I don't know, she's been through a lot since you've adventured with her. I think they're talking about you, Eclipse. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's mentioning how it's all Ikmer's fault. Because mm. all of this started when I started adventuring. Right when you met Ikmer. Exactly. Curious. We also met Lyra at the same time. The lopper <laughs> lowers his voice. Do you remember? Do you remember when I possessed Eclipse? I, I do. You were the only one that saw it. Do you remember? Uh, yes. Yeah. There's something else in there with us. Oh, that's that's frightening. Uh, I mean, no no offense, but uh, but but her her mind can sometimes take her into some weird places and make her do some strange things. Uh, I'd hate to have her just run away like like before. Do you think that that's possible? I'm not sure. I'm not 
in her head like I used to be, you know. While I'm out here, I'm not with the other spirits that are inside. And I could only really see it for an instant, but when that thing died, not all of it left. Those candy creatures. Interesting. Is, you know, uh, Uska or or Lyra, is there, or even Julia, is there anything that that you guys can uh, detect uh, uh, about her in some sort of way to uh, get get some form of communication in? Because at the end of the day, if we if we can't if we're not on each other's side in in this and how close we've come to to dying and before we could use we need everyone as sharp as possible. Well, for one, Ekbert, not I can't I can't uh detect anything else besides magic on her and that's on all of us but uh i also think we can't discount the fact that despite her acting like this there's one other person that's a bit buddy buddy here i don't know if it's just the one is what i'm saying there's something fishy going on here you do seem to be right we're all a team here but it's starting to not sound like it Hmm. Now, so long as they're still working with us, I guess we can keep going, but we're going to have to keep our eye on that. If they stop going with the uh, the group here, or if we run into any sort of monster, and that monster seems to be their friend, we're going to need to act quick. Otherwise, we might lose our friend or one of us. That is very true. Uh, to the yes, I can't. If I can't trust them to have my flank, that that will be it will be difficult. But I'll have to do what I can in the moment. Yes, they're acting suspicious. That is true, absolutely. But they aren't appearing to act against our interests, at least in this moment. I think we are too far behind enemy lines to effectively diagnose the problem quite right now. Unfortunately, I think that means we need to move forward and deal with the consequences when we have to deal with the consequences. That is a good point. We could could have made ourselves noticed in some sort of way. We should probably push on. All right, so if I'm looking at this map, the big fight that we just had was at this big intersection at the bottom of stairs. Mm-hmm. It's a little difficult to tell because this is like a twisty, turny, catacomby map with a whole bunch of like inlets. Is this effectively like three roads coming together, Griff? Can you help me understand what this looks like? So if you walk around this room, there's a bunch of little alcoves that contain like beds. Okay. Like hay beds. It looks like that's what the uh, novices sleep on. And you woke several of them. As, as combat broke out with these candy morgues. So it's not a three-way intersection. It's like you kind of came down from the staircase. There is a T, but the T part, so like the cross section, doesn't lead anywhere. Mm-hmm. The only path forward is south. Okay. And as you make your way south, you see these little alcoves continue. So you, you notice like novices had come up from the south Sure. To enter the combat, you think they came like from these beds? Okay. And obviously, there's a lot more beds than there were novices, but you fought a ton of them upstairs, uh, and there could be some more further in, that kind of thing. So why don't you guys go ahead and get in marching order? 
if you're going to start heading down. And I think at this point, Uska will cast Barkskin on herself to give her a little bit more protection. And then with the Death Ward, I feel like it might be a good idea to just put it on before we get going. I worry if we get into a combat, it's going to take many rounds to get everyone covered. Probably, yeah. All right, so Lyra will go around and cast that. Let me double check, make sure I have enough castings. While that's happening, Durin is going to shake up a little vial and drink it. That's a shield extract just to bump the AC a little bit. And then he's going to disappear from sight as he reactivates the invisibility portion of his invisibility mutagen. And he's just going to be kind of lurking in the back of the party, ready to do his thing. Makes sense. We're doing minute for level things right now before we get moving. A few things that I would like to do, which is do another fly for Eclipse. And then I could do blur on anyone who wants blur. I've got a couple of those that I haven't used at all. Can't hurt. And I have two displacements. So I could use one of those or two of them. I, I wouldn't mind on either character. So I'll give Air Bear a displacement. What about your actual friend? Tulia is uh, speaking. <laughs> oh, I thought you were you were uh, Eclipse. Never mind. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I can give you a blur. That'd be cool. And then um, let me check out Eclipse's stuff because I do have stuff. Oh, I also still, I do have stone skin communal if, if it's time for that. But remember, that one doesn't have uh, like a super, super long duration. Has a long duration, but not like, you know. Yeah, you guys split the duration. So it's more like... You know, 20 minutes a pop or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's expensive, so we want to make sure we would do that wisely. <laughs> yeah, maybe we wait on that one, especially if it's a uh, cast it once and you hit everyone at the same time. Yeah, like Eclipse has had hers on since the beginning of the day, but all right, Eclipse is going to cast Lead Blades on herself and also, where'd it go? I think that's it for Eclipse Tulia gang. Uska will okay. also reconnect the lifelink with Air Bear since that was severed. Oh yeah. Okay. Anybody have anything else? Are we kind of good? I'm good. Yeah, I'm pretty good. And then, uh, oh, I lied. It's almost good. Uh, I think I'm going to do mirror image on Tulia again. <laughs> and now I'm good. <laughs> All right. So Ikmer is... In the front of this this party, we got to march one by one down this pretty skinny corridor. And even though his feelings were a little bit hurt, Matumbe and Eclipse, not liking him, internally he's, he's thinking, it doesn't matter what they think of you. They're still your friends. They're part of your pack. You've got to protect them no matter what. All right, Igmer, as you take the lead down this hallway, again, you're, you're passing these alcoves to your left and right, carved out of stone that seem to just be like, it's almost like a cell, like just enough room for these hay beds, for these. It, it's like the living people in Ren Church are a big afterthought. Oh, you know, okay. They, they get these like terrible living quarters and that kind of thing, whereas the undead don't need to sleep so there's no other beds uh, and you do see that you know at the at the end of your vision you see that this hallway opens up 
but you can't really see much more than that from where you are. Okay. Unless there is something that we can directly uh, pick up or find in these very, very small living quarters, I think we would just continue on to the open. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd say you guys could like passively sweep these as you're going through, but it's it's like very bare bones. Yeah, yeah. There's there's not much of value here. Durin, you have 120 foot dark vision. Absolutely. So you can actually see to the back wall. Uh, the, this opening ends in a wall. And what you see at the end of the wall, it's very limited because you can only just see like a sliver of this room, but you see this table with beakers and bottles and tubes, and they appear to be actively pumping. Mm. As an alchemist, I won't even ask for a check. This looks like an alchemy lab up ahead. Uh, all right, so Duran is at the very back here, and he's going to tap Uska on the, the, the shoulder. Uska, Uska. Huh? Tell Lyra to tell the Lapa to tell Eclipse to tell Ebe to tell Matumbe to tell Ikmar at the front that that's an alchemy lab up there. I can see it. <laughs> you got it. And she turns up to Lyra relays the message. Lyra turns to the lopper and uh, gets most of it right and relays. Uh-oh. <laughs> There's an alchemy lab up ahead. I think. Cool. Then the lopper will tell Eclipse. There's a bakery tab up ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There's uh, air baron. There's baked goods up there. Hey, Ikmer. I think, I think they're baking something up there. We should check it out. Wait, wait. There's something awakening up there. Mm. <laughs> the game of telephone, except for your life is on the line. <laughs> <laughs> also, isn't baking kind of a science, right? <laughs> Especially down here with these uh, monstrosities. Crafting either way, yeah. All right. Yeah, when baked goods are coming to life, a bakery is just as uh, dangerous as an alchemy lab. Very true. Yep. <laughs> All right. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think as mm-hmm. a party, we'll just get to being able to, to see the lab a little bit more. Yeah, so, Ikmer, you step into the threshold of this lab, and you can see now on the tables... You see this tremendously complicated mass of alchemical equipment, and it's completely crowding all of the wooden tables in the chamber. It's all condensing some thick black fluid. You see iron spikes impaling several drained corpses to the walls. Their bodies sprouting or spouting leaky hoses filled with vile ichor. At this point, you also see you and Matumbe can see this creature. It appears to be like the, the fluid is murky and dark, but then you see like an electricity impulse and it goes through a brain that's floating in this liquid. And this kind of glass jar is attached to this hulking mass of machinery and you can see that this machinery has these long pointed fingers on its hands that actually appear to be 
syringes with different colored fluid in each of the claws. I'll show you guys a picture of this. Awesome. That sounds awesome. By the way, Eclipse did float over and kind of hover, uh, you know, at Matumbe's eye level in general. Mm-hmm. Perfect. If she's, when she sees this, she'll go, I don't know, Matumbe, like last time I saw brains in a jar, uh, that, then I lost you guys for a long time, so. Matumbe looks at her. He kind of gives a head nod to Ikmer in front of them. He led us right into a trap. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. That was a very cool picture, but terrifying fingers. Yeah, and the creature notices you, Ikmer. It kind of, it turns and buzzes and starts, like, humming. Oh. And you hear other large footsteps deeper in, and I'm going to need us to roll for initiative. Oh, there we go. Hopefully these syringes have a vaccine for the unfriendliness that is Eclipse and Matumbe. Oh, fuck. They have the cure for what ails you. Hmm. All right. Uska, what do we got? 17. How about Eclipse? Rolled two die, 14 and 6, 4 and 11. All right, how about Durin? Durin has a 27. Tulia. Got a two on the die there for a 10. No, two on the die for an 11. And then a Tulia beats Eclipse because she has a plus nine. Lyra. 26. Oh, wow. I know. I actually rolled well for Lyra for once. Matumbe. 24. What's your modifier? Nine. Bear Bear. Rolled pretty low, 20 total. And Ikmer. 24. God damn it. My characters are not broken up at all. This is the worst. All right. At the start of combat, it is Durin. Here's the thing. Durin is the very last one in our uh, telephone chain of PCs. And I've got his token selected and I can't see anybody. I would love to get the jump on somebody, but there's no way that I'm throwing this like squishy alchemist in front of Ikmer in this room. I'm going to delay. Kind of sucks, but I, it's the right move. All right. Lyra. Lyra is in somewhat of a similar position. She is kind of middle of the pack right now in our line, but she can't see anything from where she's at. But she could maybe hear something going on and can see that we have stopped progressing forward. So as a cautionary measure, she starts singing. Sometimes I question why I even take it off. (laughs) (laughs) It always goes right back on again. And she can't hit anything right now, uh, but she does notice that we are 100% all in a straight line. So she... (laughs) Steps out next to the lopper and, oh, taking that five-foot step to almost shimmy into a alcove, she can now see at least one creature, Mm -hmm. horrifying rain in a 
alchemical contraption, uh, can she at least attempt a knowledge check? It would be a knowledge arcana. Ooh, okay. Oh, only a 16. Yeah, unfortunately, a 16 is not going to get you any information. Uh, I figured. Other than, you know, at its basis level, this looks like some kind of golem. Hmm, okay. I'll give you a little subtype there, even with the fail. Uh, so now everyone that is within the light is affected by the uh, that uh, that extra d6 of sonic damage. You know what? Oh, this is so tough without more information on the creature. See if he'll even share that info with you. <laughs> Listen up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Ah, shoot, I'm back by the lopper, so maybe I won't be able to hear it. Meanwhile, the lopper has somewhat of a direct line to hearing what Eclipse can hear. And it's like, all right, I'll tell you guys. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, Game of telephone. I was going to say. Right? <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. All right. It has been a while since I have based off against uh, a golem, would it be likely that it would be an evil creature since it's down here? Well, you failed your knowledge check, so mm. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it works. I know, but it's me forgetting... Uh, <laughs> Tis how the knowledges work. <laughs> well, I don't want to waste my turn, and I can't delay since I already uh, already started singing, so why not shoot a little bit of burst of radiance um, at this creature, so I need a reflex save. Okay. 13. Oh, that fails. Um, So if this creature can be blinded, it is now blinded for three rounds, and if it is evil, uh, 13 points of damage. Okay. And that's her whole turn. All right, it is the dashing golem's turn. Here we go, bead on how far? How far in the air are you, Eclipse? Five feet. Perfect. Um, you haven't acted yet, so you are still flat-footed. Let's see. Four. What could that be? Okay. Let's see if I can hit you. A. 38 against your flat-footed touch. Uh, yeah. Okay. You're 20 (laughs) over my touch. You take 30 points of fire damage as it hucks a bomb at you. Uh, Everyone within five feet of you is going to be subject to splash. And it's not, doesn't work like the alchemist, so you all just take damage. Oh. So y'all take four points of fire damage, uh, those within five feet of Eclipse. And then Eclipse, because this is a ranged weapon and you are within 30 feet and you are flat-footed, you're going to take 19 more points of sneak attack damage. And then the creature will move to the other side of the room. Is that its full turn? That is its full turn. Darren's going to act. Because this thing crossed his field of vision as it moved across like the front of that hallway, and he can still kind of see it. All right. First of all, 
He's got pretty decent intelligence himself. Uh, Gollum is uh, an arcana? Yes. All right. So he's going to roll a little bit of a knowledge check here. Ooh, pretty hot off that D20. We're looking at a, ooh, like this number, flirty 40. <laughs> Who doesn't like the number? Not me. Three questions. You know where we're starting with, baby. Give me those special defenses. Sure. Special defenses. It has DR. It's immune to ability damage, ability drain, bleed, death and necromancy effects, disease, energy drain, exhaustion, fatigue, magic, mind affecting uh, effects. Hey, hold on. I mean, magic. All magic? You just said the word magic. That's All magic. Uh, non-lethal damage, <laughs> paralysis, poison, sleep, and stunning. That's it. That's it. That's okay. It. N- nice, concise list. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta ask what the DR is. Yep, it's DR10 adamantine. I didn't hear any, like, like energy resistances or anything. Is that something that's inherent as a golem? I, I, and if this is starting to border into an actual question, stop me and I'll ask it like a real question. It's just like, should I have heard that by now? Or would that be something else? I think you're thinking of its immunity to magic, which usually makes it immune to all energy damage because that's generally how you do energy damage. But like if you were to throw an energy bomb at it because alchemy isn't magic, mm-hmm. it would impact it. Okay. Um, that's where I was going with that. Yeah. So it doesn't seem to have any resistance to the to like a regular firebomb per right. se. Okay, that's interesting. If you count that as a question, I'm done. If not, I mean, I don't, I don't really think that was a real question. No, you're good. You can ask something. Okay. I only have one more. Does anybody want to know anything specifically? Oh, I do know what I want. Golems have weird shit with them. All of them have like something weird about them. That's like if you and I guess I'm not even sure how to answer ask this question, but I think you might know where I'm going with this, Griff, where like certain ones we saw earlier in Carrion Crown, it's like if you hit them with electricity, they get hasted. Others, if you yep. hit them... You, I know what you're talking about. Okay, cool. Uh, so let's see. What was the DR again? 10 adamantine. Just adamantine? Yeah. Oh. So, so we're, we're um, get that tankered out, baby. Yeah. So for an alchemical <laughs> golem, you know, it's made out of a lot of glass. Mm-hmm. So um, it is not immune to spells with the sonic descriptor and shatter damages it as if it were a crystalline creature so shatter is like especially effective Ooh. so pull out your sound bursts it's mostly made of glass if you can shatter glass shatter it and then from the back line Durin is going to I think just lob a bomb at it the the specific one I'll use I will use the explosive bomb which means that this will be te- uh, dealing some persistent fire damage if I connect uh, because I think that is great with no uh, resistance to this specific sort of electricity I'm sorry um, elemental damage so he's invisible to this creature right now if it is not able to see them, I did not ask about the uh, the senses, yep. then it will lose this dex modifier to its AC, although it probably wasn't high anyway because it's a big boy, but I would get a plus two 
to this attack roll to hit it. Mm-hmm. And I'm two range, two uh, increments outside of the the range there. Okay, that's a 35 regular. If it can't see me, that's a 37. Against touch. Yep. Against touch. All right. 36 points of fire damage. And since it is a large creature, I'm going to need a reflex save for that splash. Sure. That is a 27. That's a success. You take seven additional points of fire damage. So it was 37 and seven. 36 and seven. And then I guess I might as well just throw one more, which is what, what he'll do. So after he throws his second bomb, then he becomes visible with his invisibility mutagen stuff. Yep. Ooh, I hope you got a low touch. That is a 23, and um, it would be 25 if he can't see me against touch. Yep, that'll do it. Wonderful. Large golems. 30 more points of fire damage. These two bombs slam one after the other into the creature. I need one more reflex save against that splash. Yep. Uh, a little higher this time. Okay. So seven more seven. points of splash. And then at the end of his turn, he'll take some persistent fire, but that's it for me. Okay. Actually, he's going to take uh No, he's not going to take five foot step. He's good. Okay. Let's see here. Ikmer, does a 42 hit your touch AC? Yes, it does. Okay. You feel on your neck this bite clamp down. And you don't see it. Nothing appears in front of you. But like Matumbe, you can see you're standing right behind him. Like mm-hmm. this blood just starts to spread on Ikmer's neck. And Ikmer, you take 46 points of damage. Whoa. Now I need a fortitude save. And is this uh, physical damage? Yes. Okay. So this will be um, impacted by DR. Can Eclipse see or like, you know, what's happening? She has 40 feet of echolocation. Mm -hmm. I can't. You see this undead creature move right. crazy fast up to Ikmer and just sink his teeth into it, it, like it, its jaws unhinge and it bites Ikmer on the throat and I, I imagine echolocation means I can't actually really see details or anything because um, that doesn't make sense to me so I would uh, see this I guess in a crucifix of real fast invisible vampire maybe and then you see it like run back into the room as if it was using some sort of spring attack. But but it's gone now. Like came gone. I only have forty feet too, so it was gone. Yeah. Wow. So how's that fortitude looking? Oh, it, it's looking pretty good. Okay. Rolled a nineteen on the die. Almost forty. Thirty nine. Yep. You're fine. The wound doesn't close though. Oh. So you feel, you, you take this bite, you immediately feel this stiffness start to affect your muscles and your joints, but you shake it off. Unfortunately, you are bleeding eight. Oh. Eight? Youch. In addition, you take two strength damage, no save. Oh. 
as this wow. bite cripples you. Oh. The condition? No. Oh, okay. yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's, like, it's called a crippling attack. Um, it's a roguey thing. Wow. Wow, wow. Matumbe, you're up now. Oh, boy. So he sees these, like, fang marks and Ick's neck and blood just, like, seeping down under, like, the breastplate of his armor. But Matumbe doesn't know where this creature is or went or what it could be. I guess where he'll start is to see if there's anything else to learn about this alchemical golem. Um, So I'm going to roll knowledge check. Sure. Yipes! That is a natural one with a two off the inspo die. That's a 32 total. 32 gets you one question. Ooh. Alright, is there anything else that we wanted to know about this thing? Uh, the is this the golem or the thing that just golem? Yeah. Um, the syringe fingers look pretty specific. Special attacks. Sure. Sure, I can give you some special attacks here. So, um, what you're talking about is an ability called alchemy. So, when an alchemical golem strikes a foe, the attack has an additional random effect chosen from the options below. It can either deal a D6 of acid, cold electricity, or fire damage, or cause the target to become sickened or entangled. In addition to that, it can throw bombs. Its bombs work similarly to an uh, alchemist bombs, but as you've seen, not the same. It You can see, like, as, as these have, like, walked around the room, they just are, like, littered with alchemical bottles on their back. Mm-hmm. You know that they can so these are these are what are called commando constructs oh so they are so they're naked so they are miles <laughs> more powerful than a regular alchemical golem as you've seen already but that gives them two interesting attacking abilities uh. for one they have sneak attack mm-hmm. as you saw with the bomb They also have what's called retaliatory strike. Whenever an enemy makes a successful melee attack against a commando construct or an adjacent ally, the enemy provokes an attack of opportunity from the commando construct. Oh my God. So it it's immune to all magic. So you basically have to go stand and bang with this thing. But when you do, it can just attack you back every time. Essentially. (laughs) Wow. That's rough. Okay. So, uh, Matumbe whispers to Eclipse, I guess. Their depravity knows no bounds. They wear (laughs) nothing under their outer plating. Um, And then we'll also convey helpful information. After which, he is right behind Ikmer. And that free action, you know, that's that's done to do a little knowledge check. He's going to ask Ikmer. Ikmer. Are you holding the line or taking the fight to them? I think I think in this instance, those bombs are just gonna eat us alive if we if we don't move up. Wonderful. I will follow you in then. And Matumbe delays his turn. Uh, until after Ikmer, which sure. is next. Uh so Ikmer, uh you take your eight points of bleed damage. Splendid. And then you are free to act. Matumbe, Eclipse, I don't care if you don't like me, but if you stand next to me while we're fighting, 
I'll still be able to to defend you as much as I can. Uh, yeah, we like you just the way you are. <laughs> With that, Ikmer is going to move up. Okay. You move up. This creature has reach. It's going to swipe at you. Okay. Natural one. It does not hit. How convenient. And once Ikmer has moved up to uh, into the face of the dashing golem, he's going to shout back to the rest of the party. Guys, there's a there's another one back here too. And a bunch of these bodies hooked up to these pipes. But that's all I see. And he's going to attack. Okay. Oh, baby, what a start. 18 on the die for 41. 41 does hit. Got it. And were these these were immune to criticals, weren't they? They are not. Oh. They're not elementals. Thank goodness. Uh, so if that's a crit threat, that that's is. a crit threat. <sighs> However... It will be an attack of opportunity from me with the retaliatory strike. That happens, apparently. Apparently it does, but I think a 35 doesn't hit you, so you're good there. Correct. All right, let's see if I can confirm this. Oh, yeah. With with a 14 on the die, we, we got it good, especially with... Your plus four from critical focus. Yeah. So that's, that's going to be a 41. Yep. Confirmed crit, my friend. And because we don't know that these are evil, I will... Should I take out the evil damage? Yeah, I'll just tell you. They're not... They're they're neutral. Okay. Creatures. That is 52 damage. Is that with Sonic? Man, if only if only there was someone to remind me that there was Sonic damage. Doesn't the creature need to be 30 feet away? It's ally within 30 feet. It's only if it's ranged that the oh. enemy has to be also within 30 feet. So he is right on the edge. Oh, cool. I'll never remember the intricacies of that. <laughs> I've asked that so many times. <laughs> so with, what is it total then? With that... The total is going to come to 56. 56 is enough to take down the alchemical golem. Oh, oh yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, shit. All right. And that means that thing that we can't see is real bad. Yeah, it might mean that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Ikmer's gonna gonna look back and give a the thumbs up to Durin. He, he did he did a lot of work on that one too. Durin will return the thumbs up. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's boys now. week. <laughs> Alright. Happy, <laughs> Happy boys week. Matumbe, you had delayed. Alright, Matumbe is going to move into the room next to Ikmer. He sees an alchemical golem, but that alchemical golem is too far away to do anything productive except move up and get in its face and provoke an attack of opportunity, which I do not want to do. So instead, what he's going to do next to Ikmer is tilt his his like head back and his spine arches a little bit, and his eyes glow with the purple radiance of Phrasma's benevolence. 
as he casts a spell upon himself called see in visibility. Okay. Does he see a creature that he didn't see before? He does. It's right here. Ah, and then he'll say to Ikmer, a sneaky friend who took a bite out of your neck is hiding right behind that alchemical golem. Oh, there's another one? Yes, there is a second alchemical golem. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Ikmer did did relay that back to the party when he was running in. Sorry, I missed it. Okay, so you're moving, you're casting a spell. That's That's your turn. Ooh, although that being said, I can see a creature now, right? Which means... I can roll a knowledge check. You said it was undead, right? Uh, yes. Religion. Another pretty middling roll here. A 36 total. One question. Special def- Well, for, what's, what's it called? And then special defenses. Uh, this is clearly a class levels creature. Mm-hmm. Looks like a lich. I have bad news. <laughs> There's a lich here. Although you've never heard of a melee-focused lich before, so this creature is truly unique. Special defenses would be it. Sure. It has channel resistance. It has DR (laughs) from three sources. Whoa. Cool. It has... um, Resistance to cold and... Or immunity to cold and electricity. Um... It has a fear aura, which now that you can see it, you have to roll for. Um, that's not part of its defenses. It's just something I'm telling you I need you to roll for. All right. It's we'll immune there. to ability drain, bleed, cold, death, disease, electricity, energy drain, exhaustion, fatigue, mind-affecting, non-lethal, paralysis, physical ability damage, poison, sleep, and stunning. Uh, it's immune to all forms of poison. I think I might have said that already, though. Yeah, I did. Um... It's super immune. No, to I get it. The list is long enough yeah. to get confused. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, that's that's it's uh, that's his defenses. Wonderful. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and roll that will save there. This wouldn't happen to be a charm or fear effect. It is a fear effect. Fear effect. Lovely. It's kind of a cock die. Twenty nine total. Twenty nine. You're good. Okay. Just a little fear aura. Just gonna scare you a little bit. Um, My will remains unbroken, Ikma. See that yours does the same. Thankfully, I guess I can't see it just yet, but I'll keep, <laughs> keep my guard out and, you know, protect the back of my neck more. That was a nasty bite. <sighs> what do I want to do here? I think I'm gonna just toss a bomb at the boys. Boys Week indeed. Can't believe you're doing this during Boys Week. <laughs> Can't believe you would throw a bomb at the boys during Boys Week. <laughs> like in the high 30s against Mitsubase Touch. I think we're good. You got me. Gotcha. Well, let's let's determine what energy type this is. Alright, let's see. Oh, this is gonna be electricity. Dang. That's that's one thing I like about this, is that it like you can't really pin down a uh, resistance. So, oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's only 20 points of electricity damage to Matumbe, and then Ikmer is going to take uh, two points of electricity damage as he takes the splash off of that. Of all weeks. <laughs> weeks. 
can't believe you, <laughs> I can't believe you've done this. I I am kind of curious what your guys' thoughts on what electric splash electricity damage looks like. Like like oh, a yeah, like a little little lightning arc. Yeah, like a lightning arc. Like you know when you can. You should shock- know you're uh, you're. You cast it all the time in uh, Rain of Winter. That's what electricity splash damage looks like. Well, <laughs> Just from I was a bomb? Say, like, imagine if you like, no, you know how they like you rub your, uh, you can rub your feet on the carpet and like, I don't know about you, but like I'd get in trouble as a kid because you can't like, oh, don't touch, don't touch your brother. Like, you know, when you start to be an asshole to your sibling, mm-hmm. but like if you can get pretty close without fully touching and it'll arc over <laughs> well, and luck- shock them. Luckily, yeah. luckily <laughs> the two Manic were holding hands. <laughs> Like in yeah, the, that is true. Bird cannon are holding hands in the room because so. it was boys' week. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> it splashes over through through I, your handhold. I love the static electricity arc when it's when you're in like a pitch black room and you can actually oh, yeah, see yeah. it. So oh, cool. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, but no, I've never been a jerk to either of my siblings, so I can't, okay, sure. can't quite uh, picture that. Uh, but but to can, your wife, maybe. <laughs> Call it out. And on Boys Week, yeah, I'm never, sure. never intentionally. That's for sure. Like, you know what, in the business, though, we call that one tough titty. Oh my God. Happy International Women's Day. Air Bear, you're up. Why are you the worst? Air Bear, it's your turn. Oh boy. Made it 240 episodes without getting canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Give ourselves a lot of runway. <laughs> All right. After Matumbe followed Ikmer into this room, Erber is going to follow as well. Now sees the sees the golem, and oh, let me switch my character sheet here. Hmm. Well, uh, he is, after seeing the golem, going to activate his challenge against it, uh, saying, it was a little bit sneaky of you to be able to uh, hide around the corner uh, like the cowards that you are until we came in around this other corner here. And you get the, the brain idea. floats angrily at you. <laughs> and then is going to double move up to this golem, knowing that there's going to be an attack opportunity. Okay. Here she comes. Ooh. That is a 43. Oh, yeah. To we, that would be a crit. I guess he would keep, uh, to clarify, he would keep moving until he was under. This 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 guy. Sure. So that's twenty-five regular damage and five points of electricity damage. Whew. But yes, you are now underfoot. Okay. So that is two moves and a swift. Uska. Alright, at the start of Uska's turn, Air Bear heals five hit points. She may not be able to see the creature that bit Ikmer, but she could see the blood gushing down and not many things are able to actually hit him 
So she's getting nervous for Matumbe, who's now, uh, from what she she can see, standing out in front. So she uses a little protective luck on Matumbe. How kind. Thank you very much. It's at this moment. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. Yeah, for a character that's not being very kind to the rest of us. Hey, he, he gave us some good knowledge. He's given us good knowledge. Sure. Uh, and that'll be right. her whole turn. Tulia. Okay. And so Tulia heard there's another one of these golems. She can't do any magic against it. She can't uh, see invisibility. Um, so unless we find a way to, to see this person, she's not really helpful there either. Um, so she, she's going to cast Sonic form and become Sonic. All right, gotta go fast. If you enter the alchemical golem square, do they just explode? You're in sonic form. And there's <laughs> do the sonic I mean, <laughs> if I touch it, I just do lots of sonic damage. Well, that's a game plan, right? All right. I just made sure my movement didn't change. It doesn't look like it super changes, but I'm incorporeal. So let's see how far. Uh, shit. Huh, I wanted to use a point to cast that at a higher level so I get more attacking power. Okay. But if I do that, then I can't use a point to move fast. Mm. Uh. Conundrum. Alright, well, it would only be two points of damage every time I attack (laughs) versus actually being able to get up there because I only have 30 points or 30 movement speed, which is not, I don't think that's enough. I mean, either way, right? Oops. What now? I mean, either way, you can't see where it is, so you can't, like, dimensional slide to it. Um, no, but I can dimension... So I, I can dimensional slide as as five feet. So I could dimensional slide all the way up to Matumbe if Matumbe can see it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's five feet of my 30 feet of movement. Gotcha. So I think... That I am going to do that is use a point to dimensional slide. Ka. Alright. We're doing it. I'm gonna go all the way up to Matumbe. And oh boy, do I see it. Yeah, it's right there with their bear. And she's gonna use then 20 feet of movement to go up to it. Alright. We'll sh- provoke. Okay. A 35. Uh that'll hit. Okay, its attacks count as magical for your incorporeal thing, so you'll okay, take great. half. Well, roll a d, uh, roll a d8, and ah, yes, you have a images. one will hit. Popped in an image. Okay. Okay, so you move up to it. I do, and then um, that's my whole turn. Eclipse. I cast a spell. Eclipse. Eclipse got hurt. It, 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 our eclipse got hit. It hurt. Didn't feel good at all. And she can't see any enemies right now, but she does know her friend Ick got hurt and is bleeding. Pretty bad. If you would like to attack, you know that Lyra will go before Ickmer goes again. Oh, you know what? Great point. Forgot about that one. Because now I, I didn't expect to be able to see the big bad when I got it. Oh, that's very fair, especially because uh, most people can't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think that there's a bunch of DR on this thing, right, Steve? 
Uh, ten adamantine. Or are you talking? You're talking the golem, the, right? The big bad. The big bad. We don't know the amount, do we? We had DR, but we don't know what it is yet. It's Im- immune to cold and electric, a whole bunch of other shit. There's channel resistance. What's the um? What's what's the knowledge on this thing that I would have to roll? The big bad is religion, religion for undead. Okay, Eclipse is gonna try because I want to know what some of the DRs are. Oh, I didn't roll great. Twenty five. <laughs> you don't know anything. Okay, well. You know what? Eclipse can see it. It's it, We're in a bad spot. I've now moved 15 feet, and I have still quite a bit of movement left. I think I can move all the way around and get up to this thing with without provoking. Okay. So Eclipse is going to make just a, a wild series of movements here to, to go all the way around and not provoke by this alchemical golem and then uh, attempt to attack at this guy, which this could go really bad because I'm the only one who can see it and I'm now the only one uh, close to it. Well, you're close to it, but Mtuma can't see it with his invisibility vision. Oh, yes. perfect. Yeah, I forgot about that. Gruesome twosome, let's go. All right. And now she is going to try to just attack with her normal weapon because she doesn't know any better. Um, <laughs> In case that's not going to work. That is a 38. No. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, that's cool. Um, let me pull up the lopper. Uh, <laughs> wow, that really just hit me. Um, <laughs> all right, the lopper has only 30 feet of movement. He's going to do that uh, same thing. He's going to move 25 feet up. Uh, he's next to Matumbe. And all he can see is the alchemical golem. I don't think he shares senses with Eclipse when she has like a spell like this. Nope. So with that in mind, he can't see shit uh, besides this alchemical thing. So he could get up there in one movement, but he would get an attack of opportunity and also not be able to attack. So I think he's going to go up kind of by Eclipse and like be ready uh, that's a, that's two movements for him, but he's just gonna have to be ready because I can't attack regardless. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Ooh, Lyra. Um, before we get too far, Eclipse, you can see the creature now. Does it uh, uh provoke yeah. its fear? Oh, uh, yes, it does. Thank you, Brooks. We'll save. It's a fear and mind affecting. Fear and mind affecting. Mm-hmm. All fear effects are mind affecting. Oh. Oh no. Uh, so that was a natural oh, one. No. Okay. Oh no. Okay. Well, you no. fail. So yeah. you're shaken for 15 rounds. 15? <laughs> oh, I guess the last time I was shaken, it was 25 rounds. So this is better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right side. <laughs> Steve, I really got you there. Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> These are both equivalent eternities in Pathfinder <laughs> comments. I know. <laughs> okay, it's Lyra's turn. All right, this hallway that we were standing in has really cleared out. Lyra isn't able to see much of the combat anymore, so she moves up 15 feet to stand in the 
entryway. And now she can see at least all of her allies and uh, just a piece, maybe like one finger of the alchemical golem. Ooh, and everyone is within 30 feet of each other, except for Eclipse. She is just uh, outside <laughs> of that from where Ikmer is. And so when Lyra casts her Cure Light Wounds Mass, it doesn't quite reach Eclipse, but it is going to heal Ikmer and uh, all of the other allies uh, that are down inside of that room. Awesome. Neat. Ooh, maximum healing. That is 22 points of healing. Wow. Off a Cure Light Mass? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have the same level or a bonus restriction that regular Cure Light. Yeah, plus 14. Big, nice. All right, Durin. And do we get a roll twice? All right, well. No. Oh. No, that's that's not a channel. Yeah. Oh, oh, yep. All right, but, but your bleed should go away. Kind of as, kind of as Emily indicated in Lyra's turn, like this hallway that we're in is pretty cleared out, and Dern was all the way in the back. He can't see any adversaries, so before anything happens on his turn that he can do to move the battle forward, he needs to get into the battle. So he's gonna move up twenty feet, ducking around Uska. I'm sorry, I, I think I said twenty. I meant thirty. Boy, and even thirty feet. He's almost at the entrance to this giant alchemist lab, but he can't see anybody. So I have to have the most underworld, like, whelming turn possible and just move another time to get up into the room and duck quick into a corner, kind of back himself up into it um, right next to or passing Matumbe right next to Ikmer, and he can see the alchemical golem on the other side of the room. He can't see the invisible creature, but he sees where all of his allies are kind of piled up around those two enemies. And he sets his sights on the alchemical golem ready, ready to uh, rain down a little hellfire, but that's going to have to wait. That's his turn. Okay. Uh, well, this lich certainly knows Eclipse can see him. And you just see, like, the fuzziness of him, and you can almost tell that he just, like, smirks at you before he does this. He's going to full attack Air Bear. Ah! ah. Wow. Remember that blur, right? Or do you have displacement? displacement. Which one do I give you? Okay, displacement. Remember that. Okay. True scene thwarts that, right? Oh, ah. shit. Hmm. Good question. It does. Probably. Okay. Let me do all of my main natural attacks first. This is all against your flat foot. Uh, So my lowest is a 34 against your flat footed. Then your lowest hits. Okay. And then... um, Two more lower natural attacks. Ooh, how about a 28 against your flat-footed? That'll do it as well. 
Okay, and then the other one is a critical threat. Oh no. Um. Critical threat. Do I have an ability to do? And I imagine a thirty-five would confirm. If you don't have, or sorry, a thirty-three would confirm. Yes, it does. Okay. So here's what's gonna happen. Eclipse, what's your normal AC? Oh, minus 29. Okay, so all of my shit would have hit you too. I'm just gonna attack you till you die, and then I'm gonna move on to Eclipse. Oh. So if you don't die, then all of these are coming at you. Last one's a critical. God, that's the worst time. Yeah. This feels so rude. You will be bleeding eight, no matter what happens. Okay. Um, Unnecessary, Griffin. First attack, 48 damage. And how many hits did you get if the first one's 48? Five. Jeez. COVID made you mean. All right. Next attack, 35 damage, 49 damage. Oh. How we doing? Oh, we're still up. But this one, right. this one is destined to bring him down. 44 damage. And with that, Air Bear goes below his con score. Not just below zero, below your con score. Below my con score. All right. The creature, realizing that it has pummeled Air Bear to death, then turns on Eclipse with a sick grin and kicks out with both of its hooves. Um, these both Ooh. hit you, uh, as we've found, and the 33 confirms the critical. So you do take, for the first hoof, 12 points of regular damage, one point of fire, and for the second hoof... How much fire? One. And then 21 points of regular damage and three points of fire for the second hoof critical. They are uh, a lot less potent without the 8d6 of sneak attack damage. So the creature tears Air Bear apart, sets its sights now on Eclipse, and I need you guys to finish your drinks because we'll see you next week. Oh my goodness. Oh. <clears throat> Can't believe you killed Air Bear during Boys Week. Boys Week, and I knew it. Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Inc. and used with permission.